Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. is up hello hello i'm jess and i'm sam and welcome to uh your brain on weird a podcast about the paranormal and marijuana yes quite 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 well how are you doing this week jess I'm good. I think I'm good. Uh, Jeff is coming home hopefully today or tomorrow after he gets his uh, swab up the nose. <laughs> so, up the nose. oof. Uh, and I'm pretty happy about that. And uh, I had a really good weekend. I got to hang out with you and I got to hang out with a bunch of my other friends for the first Yay. time in a really long time. And uh, it was nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing pretty great besides the fact that I didn't sleep that much last night. But that's my fault. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing good at least. Thank you. How are you? I am also pretty good. Yay. Uh, you know, the last two weeks were uh, bad. But yeah, because we got to hang out this weekend and we finally got some rain. Oh, yeah. So my garden fucking like exploded overnight. Nice. It is amazing. All of my plants are doing so good. I am so excited. All my tomatoes have little flowers on them. My peppers are starting to get little peppers on them. Oh, yay. We're going to have hot sauce. Boy. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Homemade hot sauce sounds so good. Yeah, I've never made it before, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Jeff made homemade hot sauce like uh, two weeks ago, and it was pretty good. Hell yeah. It's the strat. Yes. Yeah. It's not that hard to yeah. do, too. Like No, it's like, it's like hot peppers and vinegar. Yeah. And I'm, I have the hot peppers growing. I have a variety. I got poblano. I got... Mm habanero and cayenne peppers and i'm probably gonna end up smoking some of them and yeah oh that sounds great the new mex the new mexican in me is stoked yeah right (laughs) i actually tried looking for green chilies and um Mm. they just didn't sell them uh plants and i was like well next time yeah maybe you can get seeds next year yeah Yeah, i was gonna say i think you can probably get seeds somewhere yeah, definitely. But. Yeah, I don't know how that how well they grow out here, but it's worth a shot. I will try it. <laughs> yes, we will experiment with the peps. Hmm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But besides that, yeah, I'm doing uh doing great. Nice. Yeah. Good. How much water have you had to drink today, man? Actually, almost 750 milliliters. Hell yeah. I'm down to here. I've been uh, chugging a ton of water this weekend. Like you saw me on on uh, Friday night, just like constantly chugging water. Yep, I've been drinking <laughs> so much water and I feel really good. So, yeah. Good. What about you? Where are you? Where are you at? Um, I actually drank my whole bottle this morning already, which is a full. Is it also 750 milliliters? Pro- I don't know. Probably. It might be and a little bigger. And I'm starting on my second one. So nice. I'm very well hydrated this morning. We're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah. And we started recording early today, too. So uh, We did. Yeah. We did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah. If you're 
a Patreon patron, go look on the page because there's going to be some bonus content on there. Yes. By the time this episode comes out. Yeah, and we also just recorded a trailer, so now we have a nice little trailer. If any of you want to tell your friends and you want to just direct them over there so they can get a little, uh, little, a little taste. taste. Yeah. It's like 20 <laughs> seconds. It's pretty uh, hilarious, if you ask me. I think it's good. I think we're funny. <laughs> I think we're funny. People are like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Calm down. Thank you for putting up with us. <laughs> yeah, but for Love but it. but for real, if you haven't, if you are a patron and uh, you haven't checked recently, I highly recommend you do that. Um, we're trying to like put out some more content for you guys because we really appreciate your help. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, there has been some difficulty finding us oh, on yeah. Patreon, so we have it linked on our Twitter now. And it is also linked directly on our Facebook page. If you like or follow us on either of those pages, the Patreon link is right in there. Yeah, apparently um, people have, have not been able to search it. Like, if you type it into the search bar on Patreon, it just doesn't come up. And I tried it myself, and it, like, doesn't work. So I'm trying to get that resolved. But uh, it's literally just patreon.com slash yourbrainonweird. If you are interested in becoming a patron... We'd love to have you in our little group. Yeah, for as low as $5 a month. And you uh, unlock exclusive content with the lowest tier. And there's going to be a lot of exclusive content. Yeah, um, coming, coming up coming soon. Up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other nice thing is that um, our episodes also get released a full 24 hours early on Patreon. Uh, so if you're like me and you're super impatient and you don't want to wait, you can just hop on Patreon and listen to it like almost as soon as it is done so <laughs> yeah basically yeah basically so yeah um i think that's a good segue into what we're going to be talking about today yeah um so i'm going to be telling you about eastern state penitentiary mm -hmm. and we have an interview with uh, our really good friend and fellow witch kaylee that interview ended up being really long yeah, so yeah. only part of it's going to be in this episode, and then the rest of it is going to be on our Patreon. Yes. So <laughs> if you enjoy this episode, definitely check us out. And um, Kaylee's really cool as well. So we'll be linking all of her information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that converse, The conversation that we had with Kaylee was really nice, and uh, I think we talked for maybe like two and a half hours we recorded for like two hours of that and then sam was like hey we need to stop talking or we need to stop recording if we're gonna keep talking <laughs> and i was like oh i guess you're right thank it you for sparing so me long. the editing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was great though it was so great great it was great yeah so yeah anyway um but yeah so the we talked a little bit with kaylee about um uh her visit to eastern state and um, we touched a little bit on the history, but I think uh, Sam wants to like give you a quick little rundown so that you understand what Eastern State is all about before we get into the interview, right? Yes. Sick. So uh, let's get started with that. Let's get into it. Okay, so Eastern State Penitentiary is in um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or next to it. I don't know if it's actually in the city or not. Mm -hmm. um, so... In 1822, so this is literally like 200 years ago. Yeah, that's a is, long time ago. 
is when construction started on the foundation and the walls of Eastern State Penitentiary. So what happened to... Oh, I lost the thing where it said where penitentiary came from. Oh, um, it's fine. Take your time. Oh, no, 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 no. I found it. I found okay. it. I found it. Okay, so in 1822, the construction started. And uh, originally, it was supposed to hold 250 inmates. Okay. And there was, like, an architect design contest. Oh, in, what? In Philadelphia to see who would... Um, you know, win the opportunity to design this prison, and they would oversee the construction of this prison. Wow, cool. Okay. Yeah. That's neat. So April of 1829, um, legislation specifying the separate or solitary confinement of labor is passed. Hmm. So... Many leaders believe that crime is the result of environment and that solitude will make the criminal regretful and penitent. Hence the word penitentiary. Oh. Oh, man. Okay. So they are building this prison and they finalize the plans to prohibit all contact between prisoners at Eastern State, which is now almost ready to open as of April. They also have masks that they make to keep the inmates from communicating during rare trips outside their cell. Cells are equipped with feed doors and individual exercise yards to prevent contact between inmates and minimize contact between inmates and guards. So this whole thing is really about solitary penitence. Like, they... They don't think prisoners deserve anything except silence and just to, like, sit in their corner and think about what they did wrong. Yeah, geez. So <sighs> it's a little it's a little fucked up. Yeah, I mean, that's not, like, good for your brain. That's not, like, just no, sitting there and, no. like, being with your own thoughts is just not good for you. And they get, like, what, two meals a day, like, pushed through their little, like, feed slot. Like, and it's not, they don't, um, Kaylee was telling us that there's like a single window in each cell Mm -hmm. and yeah. So in October of that year, October 25th, the Eastern State Penitentiary opens its doors and welcomes its first prisoners Mm -hmm. into the thing. So they originally had two cell blocks and in 1831, they completed cell block three which was the last of the single story cell blocks that they built okay blocks four five six and seven are built in the next four years to accommodate an increasing number of convicts and those are all two-story cell blocks Mm -hmm. and also in 1831 they admitted their first female prisoner so they do have it is technically co-ed a mixed prison yeah Yeah. this is also all off of the eastern state penitentiary website easternstate.org um they have a really comprehensive timeline it's pretty cool that's awesome um and then in the next few years they have escaped prisoners they come back and then they in 1834 they start investigating into the prison's finances, punishment practices, and deviations from the Pennsylvania system of confinement. 
Mm. So they've only been open for a few years, and they're already, like... Getting investigated, essentially. Getting investigated. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's not good. So it went downhill real quick. I actually think I remember Kaylee saying that. Yeah. Yeah, it went downhill very quickly. Yeah. So um, the original prison was completed in 1836. It covered an area of 11 acres with state-of-the-art plumbing, sewage, and 450 centrally heated cells. Hmm. So architecturally, the Eastern State Penitentiary penitentiary is like amazing Mm -hmm. like this is brand new no one's ever seen any sort of building like this and it's a fucking prison (laughs) yeah yeah so they start getting like tourists to come and see them and it's like pretty fucked up that people are coming to tour this prison Mm -hmm. but one of the people that comes to tour the prison is charles dickens you know whatever And he he wrote, the system is rigid, strict, and hopeless solitary confinement, and I believe in its in its effects to be cruel and wrong. So that was 1842. (sighs) We're already admitting this this is wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. Yeah. So they, yeah, it's just like going downhill fast. The next 40 years, it's just more of the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then finally in 1913, so 90 years later, the Pennsylvania system of confinement with solitude is officially abandoned at Eastern State. So solitary confinement is no longer a thing as of 1913. They're like, hey, this is pretty fucked up. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Took them long enough. Yeah, so shortly after that, in 1923, they actually sent all of their female prisoners to um, a new prison at Muncie. So from here on out, it is just male Male prisoners. prisoners. Okay. (sighs) Yeah. I thought this was funny. In 1924, inmates eat for the first time in group dining halls. Oh, my gosh. And they even get tablecloths on Sundays. The Lord's Day calls for tablecloths. <laughs> the Lord's Day. Yes. Wow, dude. Imagine, like, imagine eating by yourself for so long and then, like, finally getting to, like, meet the people that, like, have been in the same situation as you. Yeah. And um, I think I think they were still pretty strict about, um, like, conversation and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was like you could hang out, but, like, you had to, like, keep your conversation to a minimum, basically. Yeah. So by 1926, the penitentiary now holds 1,700 prisoners. Oh. So we went from a planned, what, 250 or 200? Yes. Yes. To 250. That. To 1,700, and now there are 14 cell blocks. So they just keep tacking them on. They're just like, well. They just keep building more, and, like, they did the the first few that were, like, single-story cell blocks, and then the next few were double-story cell blocks, and then um, cell blocks 13 and 14 were triple stories. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. Wow. In 1933, inmates start rioting. Okay. So they set fires in their cells, destroyed workshops over insufficient recreational facilities, overcrowding, and idleness. Okay. So they didn't have anything to do. Yeah. They were rioting over low wages, 
Yeah. So that was in 1934. Mm-hmm. And then by 1945, they have so many people escaping. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so many people escaping. How? Um, I mean. So <laughs> it says that 12 men escape through a tunnel that emerges on Fairmont Ave. So. 12? 12 guys. Okay. <laughs> and they just fucking dig a tunnel and, and they just, just leave. And okay. then Pens- and then the state of Pennsylvania is like, "Hey, um, I think this is really fucked up and we should just abandon Eastern State Penitentiary." Yeah. So, in 1953, Eastern State becomes the State Correctional Institution of Philadelphia. Okay. So, technically it's not a penitentiary anymore, but I guess it, you know, it keeps going. But then in January of 1970 is when Eastern State Penitentiary closes its doors for good. Mm -hmm. The remaining inmates are sent to State Correctional Institution at Greaterford. Okay. And while the penitentiary's electrical and mechanical systems are in terrible shape, its walls and paint are in perfect condition. Oh. Which I thought was just funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So... That was in 1970. So over the next 10 years, it's all but totally abandoned. Philadelphia Street Department uses the grounds for storage. It's vandalized all the time. You know, plants and trees are starting to grow back in there. And, oh, Dan McLeod, the last city caretaker, continues to feed a family of stray cats on the property. Oh. Um, <laughs> So, in 1984, the city transfers Eastern State to the Redevelopment Authority to seek proposals for commercial use. And for the first time in 1988, they begin giving limited group tours. Okay. And then, in 1991, the Pew Charitable Trusts give a bunch of money to preservation and stabilization of the building nice. because it is technically a um, historical building at this point. Mm-hmm. It gained historical uh, notoriety in like 1890. They were like, yeah, this is a pretty cool building. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> so in 1994, Eastern State opens its doors for tours on a daily basis. So since 1994, they've been giving tours now. Wow. Wow. Yep. That's awesome. That's literally as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then like in the following years, people start to um, request to use the site for um, art exhibitions. Mm -hmm. So it gains like notoriety for that. And nice. Yep. All this time, they're um, still putting money into making it, like, a safe building. Yeah, yeah. And in 2008, visitors are no longer required to sign a liability waiver upon entry. Wow. That's (laughs) good. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So, yeah, that's basically it. And now Eastern State Penitentiary is, um, I mean, it's currently closed due to COVID, Mm -hmm. but... um, they give daily tours. Um, almost all the cells have art exhibits in them, and they have tour. I already said tours. Um, yeah, 
you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So since then, it, they've been doing good, and it's called the most historic prison. It Obviously, because of their disgusting treatment of prisoners, a lot of people died there, mm-hmm. and it is said to be very, very haunted. <laughs> One of the things that you'll hear most commonly is, like, banging, like, on the cell bars. Oof. Um, or on the doors, I guess. They, they weren't really bars. Yeah. Um, well, I think, didn't Kaylee bring something up about the windows? Spoiler alert. The, like, windows on the cell doors? Didn't she bring yeah, something yeah, up yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, the windows, there, there was either, like, a small square of window or that was, like, their little feed trap door where they just, like, put the Stuck food their in. Stuck food in, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, so you can, like, hear those flapping and, like, crying Oof. and screaming, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Eastern State had a very long, fucked up history, and uh, they really became, like, the first, they became the first prison to um, try to change inmates' behavior through confinement and solitude, and also combined with hard labor. So, like, Mm. these people were in solitude, but they were also forced to work. Yeah. Um, Lots of suicides. There was one guy who tricked a guard into opening his cell, and he just fucking nerfed him. Wow, (laughs) jeez. tried to escape. So, yeah. Wow. That, that is the history of Eastern State. Nice. Yeah. So now we are going to put in the interview with Kaylee and Kaylee is going to talk to us about her personal experience visiting Eastern State. She's going to talk about what is currently there, what vibes she was getting there and um, why Eastern State is like particularly important to her. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Perfect. Well, uh, we uh, hope you guys like this little chat that we had. I think we talked about a lot of really important stuff. So, yeah, we hope you guys will take the time to listen. And uh, don't forget to find Kaylee on social media. Yes. Okay. So today we are talking to my old roommate and very good friend Kaylee, and she is here to talk to us about Eastern State Penitentiary. Hi, Kaylee. Hello. Oh, hey, I'm Kaylee. I am a, you know, writer. I, uh, (laughs) this is what I do. Um, No, basically I'm like 24-7 spooky. Um, I do a lot of stuff and a lot of things. Yeah, so I guess I do. really don't know how to like, <laughs> I am a writer and I am currently learning to do Reiki and I am doing this and I have an ASMR channel and I just do everything. That's awesome. So my name is Kaylee. Hello. And I do everything. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have a great cat who's not here, but Artemis is here. That's uh, enough. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I guess... I guess, where do you guys want me to start? There's so many things. There's so many... Well, why don't you tell us, um, how did you first hear about Eastern State, and why do you have a particular interest in it? Yes. Okay. So, I think, at least for me, like, I always knew about Eastern State being, like, the most, one of the most famous 
prisons ever, one of the most expensive prisons ever. But again, I never really did anything deeper than that. And then I started going to horror conventions, horror conventions. Everybody thinks I everybody thinks I say horror when I say that, so I just want to correct that right now. <laughs> These are scary conventions. They are not conventions for prostitutes. <laughs> but that's great. That's a different I would, episode. But, yeah, yeah. But I would go there. I would go there in a heartbeat. Yeah, same dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so yeah, going to horror conventions, I uh, they're based out of the ones I go to from uh, Monster Mania. They are based out of Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is about 20 minutes outside of Philly. So I met a lot of Philadelphia born and raised folk at these conventions. And they're like, oh my God, you have to go to the Eastern State Penitentiary. Like you haven't been, like that's something you have to do. So I, yeah, so I gained like some friendships and I was able to stay over in Philadelphia. And I, I just love Philadelphia, by the way. Like, do you guys know, sidetrack, do you guys know what a John is? Have you heard of this? A John? A John. No. I love that I get to, like, share this. Okay, I'm excited. Okay. So, I was... I'm like, I know I know a John, but I don't know <laughs> I what know a John is. is. <laughs> so, I, uh, my really, really good friends, um, Eric Lindahl, Chrissy Lindahl, and Erica, um, we were all hanging out one night. They're from Philadelphia. They've lived, born, raised Philadelphia. We were eating dinner and they kept calling things John's and Kelsey was laughing and I was like, okay, I'm missing something. <laughs> like, I have to ask. And I'm like, guys, who's John? <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> and Erica's like, you know, John, John Smith, blah, blah, blah. And they're just like making fun of me that I don't know what a John is. And they're like, it's a John. This is a John. You're a John. That's a John. That John over there. This is a John. What? This so is it's just everything? Everything's a John. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So. What the heck? Dude, okay, now I have to ask my mom because my mom is from Pittsburgh. Oh, ask her. Yeah. And it's J A W N. So everything's John. a John. John. So, like, it's that a John. John over there, that cup is a John. <laughs> this uh, notebook is a John. So, but why? And it's like one of the most delightful things about Philadelphia. Like, it's not the most, but like, it's one of the most like love. I love telling people like when I came back to every time I come back to Massachusetts, I'm like, give me that John over there. Like, they're like, what? They're like, what the heck? <laughs> but if you start listening, you can you hear that like in people's conversations on the street. Anyways, I find that delightful. I'm sure if they came, you know, people that live in Philadelphia came to Massachusetts, they would probably feel that way about, like, Wicked. Yeah. You know? Wicked yeah. is spreading. It's spreading. It, <laughs> it is. Where John isn't. Yeah. John, not so much. Yeah, I don't really see John catching on, but. Yeah. <laughs> John. But, yeah, I have a few friends from New Mexico that say Wicked. And I'm like, wait, you Ooh. say Wicked now? I just love it. I think John's great. So now I just say it all the time. I'll be at work. I'm like, give me that John. And they're like, what? <laughs> that pen. Give Can you pen. be more specific? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so needless to say, I love Philadelphia. I love all the Johns in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's wonderful. Oh, and Eastern State pen is a big old John. <laughs> And <laughs> it's also a jowl, a gowl. Yeah, a gowl. <laughs> 
So yeah, I finally sorry that John conversation is killing me. So no, we actually so, I think yeah. we have a few listeners that are from like Pittsburgh and in Philadelphia. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be funny. I hope one of them is Ben. I, so I hope they're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope I didn't like do anybody like Ben. <laughs> please tell me. I know. Is that a thing? Or is Kaylee just making this I'm up? I'm telling us? you, it better it's be made a up. thing. <laughs> It better be a thing, because let me tell you, I am going to give my friends a world of trouble later. I'm going to be like, you all told me about John's, okay? John's and pork rolls. They love their pork rolls. Okay, I do know some people from Philly and New Jersey as well who are obsessed with pork rolls. There you go. So that's a thing. Not me. I don't know. Apparently, it's a cross between spam and bacon. Yeah. Kaylee doesn't eat meat either, so. Yeah. We'll never know. We'll give this a good rating if you know about all the Johns. All the Johns. And all the pork rolls. So, yeah, Eastern State finally went there um, after, again, it being this very big, like, oh, my God, you have to experience this. Like, the energy there, you have to, you have to go there. I'm like, all right, all right. Like, so, finally, we went, and this was exactly a year ago, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and... Oh my god! Like you can't miss it. Oh man! Um, I I had the address if anybody wants it, but I'm telling you, like it's huge. I am like, gonna say I want to look up a picture of it now. You cannot miss it, and I actually um, had sent Sam a bunch of photos that I took. I saw so those. Feel yeah. Feel free. Yeah. Feel free to use those. Whatever you would like. Cause they're we'll post awesome. them somewhere. We'll post them somewhere. We'll post um, them. We'll post them. I mean, it's they're not the greatest photos of Eastern State out there, but it was nice to actually like. I think it's nice to like be like, oh, these are photos of someone I know yeah. took these and went there and like, oh, and it was just the energy in that place has a whole. <laughs> what did you first feel when you step in there? I assume like you're outside the building and there's like a front desk or whatever. <laughs> Oh, this place looks like a freaking castle, dude. Yes, I was going to say, it is a yeah. fortress. I'm actually looking at, uh, like, a time, I think it's a time, ma- no, it's America's Scariest Places magazine that I have, and it actually oh. says, Fortress of Hopelessness Broke the Toughest of Bodies and Minds. That's kind of So, yeah, them. it's like a fortress. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, when I first, when you first go in, yeah, you very much feel almost like a castle, Go to the front desk and they give you the headphones for the audio tour. And I had no idea that Steve Buscemi narrates the audio tour. What? And it makes it <laughs> even more bizarre. That's so strange. Right. So maybe they did that intentionally. I mean, Steve Buscemi, great, whatever. But I just was like, so thrown off. Listening to Steve Buscemi in my ears right now, walking through this very, like, spooky, like, big place. You feel very tiny. It's like, it was weird. It was bizarre. That's very like, I weird. guess no offense to Steve Buscemi, but a little bit? Like, it's kind of weird. Well, it's, it's not like, okay, it's not like, okay, what, like, Christian Christian Bale or something? Right. Like, kind of like right, a right. deep, just, like, brooding, like, no, I can't. fucking Steve Buscemi. Is he, like, from Philly, maybe? And Oh, maybe. And maybe I should have... He, like, lives down the street, and they were just like, hey, man, we just need you to hey, man. record something for us real quick. And his voice is just very comical to me, so it's very... I don't know. And That's he's weird. trying to sound very ominous and very... And it's just very, like, strange to me. I'm like, all right. That's really so weird. So that adds to the element of bizarre creepy energy i think 
Yeah. So well done if that's what they were going for. It kind of makes you like uncomfortable. I actually have goosebumps right now because <laughs> just thinking about that is like making me uncomfortable. It's very weird. It's very weird. Well, because you expect one thing, right? You expect yeah. to like put it on and be like, okay, you know, this is kind of like a solemn, spooky place. And then yeah. to hear that, you're just like, wait, now I need to like readjust everything that I was expecting. Yeah, that right. would put me very on edge. Right. Yeah. The rest of the tour, I think. And I wonder if they have used his voice like before. Like, has he always been the narrator for audio tours? Does it change once in a while? Like, I'm curious. I'm like, they switch him out. Been... <laughs> right. I'm curious. I'm like, did I just happen to get Steve Buscemi? I don't know. Well, I looked up on their website right before <sighs> I came here just to like fact check myself, make sure I had my had my shit right. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, it's like Steve Buscemi audio tour. I'm like, what? Like, it's just <laughs> so weird. I know. It's very, I don't know. That's so strange. I don't know. I believe they have a picture of him, too, like, at the front desk, like, near this. Like, there's, like, a picture of him, just, like, Steve Buscemi narrating audio tour. Yeah. Why? Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't, okay. I don't know why. Okay. I'm assuming he must, I'm assuming there must be some reason they picked him, and maybe it is because he was born in Philadelphia, or he lived in Philly, or lives, I don't know. Or he has, like, a special interest in Eastern State, or something like that. Very true. Very true. Are you, oh, I see Grits. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I would love to find out. One of these, one of these days, we're gonna have a, um, we're gonna have a, an assistant, as they say, where I can just be like, Jeremy, search this. <laughs> Jeremy. I love that their name is Jeremy. <laughs> I don't know why I picked Jeremy. In reality, Jeremy. it's just going to be like Nick one day. You're going to be like, Nick, write that yeah, down. it's going to be like Nick or like... <laughs> Jeff, write that down. Or Morgan, man. Morgan's great at history. Morgan would be oh, good for yeah. that. Morgan's like, no thanks. <laughs> New York City. Oh, okay. Interesting. So he must just have a special... And honestly... So forgive strange. me, but he might have said like maybe when you put it on your ears, he's like I'm Steve Buscemi, and maybe he gave a little anecdote as to why he's narrating it, and I just saw right through it because I was like, what the fuck? I'm sure you were too you were too busy like thinking about the fact that you were like hearing his voice and not like what he was saying. And you're walking into like the um the courtyard, I believe, area of the prison. So you're just, you're so surrounded and Steve Buscemi's in your ears. And I'm just like, whoa. So I, I probably was not paying attention very much to what his interest in it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's forgive fair. me. That's but, okay. Yeah. So if anyone knows, email us. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi? Jump a little no. I know. Is Steve Buscemi listening? And he's like, come on. Email don't be us? so mean. <laughs> My voice is spooky, too. Shit. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, I, I guess like going back to what Sam had asked about the energy and stuff. I mean, my entire life, I have always, I'm very much an empath. I'm very sensitive. I'm very, I, I guess sensitive is just the perfect word for it, to mm-hmm. things and feelings and energies and vibes. And I just very much felt, especially when you like walk in and you go through that open space the only like open space where you can kind of look at the sky you're just surrounded and there's guard towers around you and it's just very you feel so small and I just felt so and everybody's quiet because again you have Steve Buscemi in your ears (laughs) and everybody is quiet so if you take off your headphones and kind of like listen around you it's just so silent but there's people 
everywhere. Yeah. Like, nobody's chit-chatting. Like, everybody's taking it very seriously. So I kind of could just hear and feel so much. Like, I couldn't really decipher anything. You just knew. Like, I felt like I was being watched. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Um, are there security guards and stuff there? Or, like, not really? There's, like, the museum people. But honestly, again, I, you, the day that I went, I really didn't see anybody. It was very quiet. Um, there were a couple tour groups. Can almost just have free reign of everything. And I barely saw anybody else. Like, even, like I said, I saw some smaller groups of people taking tours but nobody really being like don't touch that don't look at this don't. <laughs> yeah it's very much and I think maybe that's intentional like I, I think they really want you to have a very hands-on experience with that and to add to that in 2017 they opened the medical unit to public for I think the first time in forever question mark so wow I was able to tour the medical unit and that was like I sent Sam a few photos of the um, the glass doors in the medical unit where they were mixing tuberculosis patients with mentally ill patients and just, yeah, so the they kept everything very much the way it was and there were glass doors that were just like smashed in, like someone was just repeatedly bashing it and the glass is so thick. And it was just so strange and so eerie. And I also sent Sam a photo of one of the operating rooms where they would do, like, who knows experiments. Like, they made it seem like they were, we were just taking care of the tuberculosis people. (sighs) But I don't believe that entirely. And even the people giving you the tour, they're like, eh. Yeah. We we talked about... uh, the tuberculosis hospital waverly hills sanatorium oh yeah i think that's last week and i think that's in here yeah oh, wow the yeah. scary places yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. like yeah. that was obviously a tuberculosis hospital and like they would just take out ribs and muscles and put balloons in people's lungs and oh yeah them. so i'm sure all oh, of yeah. that stuff was also going around they had no oh, yeah. idea mm-hmm. no idea and they the the mixing of you know they're like oh here we have uh, someone that has tuberculosis here we have a mentally ill prisoner and oh we have some um we have some trans inmates that we have to put somewhere so we're just gonna pop them right into the hospital unit and it was just yeah it was total madness madness and you could feel that in there and that was one of the creepiest parts of the you know the tour takes a while but that's the one where they have a guided tour because they don't want you lingering in there too long because it's still questionable like I'm sure it's not unsafe but I'm sure that it's just they don't want people lingering in there too long because of the air and maybe asbestos issues and things like that. It's not like they went through and sanitized everything and like exactly. cleaned all the dirt off all the walls and shit. Like they just kind of exactly. left it. Yeah. They very much keep things the way they are and were. And uh, yeah, they give you like a little little forewarning. They're like, we're going to kind of go through and we're going to be very diligent and quick and we're just going to go in and we're going to go out. And yeah. it was worth waiting for. I was like, let's just stand right here. Like, I want to I wanna get in there. And like, you have to wait a few minutes before they like let someone come in and like unlock it for you and but it was amazing and 
very, again, very quiet. <laughs> you're not, you don't have Steve Buscemi in your ears for that. You're listening to the tour guide. Mm-hmm. And again, we were with probably like 10 other people and everybody's just silent. Nobody's saying a word. Nobody's talking to the, you're just very, there's so much silence there. And yet it's so loud. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. Does like every sound echo? Oh yeah. It's yeah. very echoey. Oh. And you can look and most cells you can go into and the cells are, every cell has like a skylight in it. And that's like your only, that's like your only, I sent, again, I sent Sam a picture of um, me looking, I was, I'm in a cell and I'm looking up and there's just that one little square of light that prisoners used to get. And that's it. And originally you know, Eastern state was very much like, we're about reform and penance, but that did not last long at all. And very quickly, you know, the cells were filled with two or three or more people Mm -hmm. and things got really, really dicey. But originally it was like, we are so involved in prisoners and their reform. We give them each their own bathroom and their own room and drinking water. And this is great. But again, very quickly, to hell in a handbasket, as they right. say. Of course. Yeah, yeah. As like, soon as it gets like overcrowded and shit. Oh yeah, oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they what they were building the, they were building Eastern State in 1822 and it opened 1829. But again, very quickly after that, it's like, look how great we are. Well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yike. Yike. Yeah. Yike. Yike. Um, But again, the prison, like the, I think the really great thing about visiting there is besides it being very, very spooky and um, there are like little, I have a couple that I wrote down, like little uh, witness statements and I believe like ghost hunters went there Mm -hmm. and um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I believe it, it, I think it's ghost hunters or ghost adventures or ghost (laughs) ghost ship i don't even know both of them (laughs) all of them i don't even know um it says ghost hunters here so they were definitely here yes and they capture i can't again i can't remember who it was it i mean i'm reading in the magazine it says ghost hunters but it says that they concluded that what they captured was a reflection but there is one of those shows ghost hunter people that captured some sort of apparition that is so debated on the internet like really so many people that are like oh that is 100 percent." and then there's so many people that are like no like it's like this war on the internet of this footage again this magazine says it was determined a reflection but apparently it's still debated just still very debatable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay I would love to go through that go through eastern state at night because I bet you who is it open for at night or is it only I open wish. during the day? Only yeah. open during the day to like five o'clock. I was they must allow like TV shows to come in there at night. I can't imagine ghost oh, ghost yeah. adventures yeah. going right. in there during the day. No. Zach Bagans is looking for a fight. He's not gonna try to fight a ghost at noon. He's gonna try you to know. fight a ghost at midnight. Oh, I've seen this. What? I've Creepy, seen this. Right? I've seen this. Hold on. It's very, very interesting piece of footage it was it was ghost hunters it was ghost hunters yes uh it is from season one episode five wow okay a long time ago i mean they did conclude like this says they concluded it was haunted but 
what they caught was just a reflect. So it's interesting. It's like they don't want to say definitively, but so they said it was a reflection. Yep. Oh yeah. man, I don't know. It doesn't look exactly. like that to me. <laughs> exactly. And there's so much debate still to this day, being like, no, 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 no. I even believe um, Ozzy Osbourne's son went there. Uh, Jack Osborne, and he went there because I, I believe him and his father had a show for a hot second or some sort of adventure show. And he went in there for, I don't know, five minutes and he goes, Nah, I gotta, I'm good. Like, like, I can't do it. Nope, not doing this. this. Is, Shit. Yeah, like this is something spooky. Oh, we're watching the footage right now. Oh, yeah, it's. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't really buy the reflection thing. I don't know. Reflections don't <laughs> move across the room like that and unless the uh, light source is moving and they're not moving. Right. And I believe that footage you're watching is so like this, for example. So this is cell block seven. So there's lower levels of the cell blocks and upper mm-hmm. levels. If you type in um, cell block seven on like Google, you'll see like the infamous like two level tunnel photo. And I believe where that reflection, quote unquote, was seen was on the upper level by the cells by because you can see the railing yeah so yeah i don't know wow i don't know wow hmm. okay i i, I know this it sounds silly like i ain't afraid of no ghosts like i would love to like go there at night and like yeah i would probably be scared and like eat my words but i would love to go there at night it's interesting because i was looking up you know again before i came here doing some fact checking and I saw so many people that had worked at the Eastern State Penitentiary over the various years as like groundskeepers and locksmiths and so many of them were like eh like it's a bunch of hocus pocus but Mm. you have people being like "Mm, I don't want to be alone there like no way and there was actually I think his name was like Woodrow, I'm not I'm not sure what his name is, but he was a locksmith in the 1990s. Again, this is Google searchable as well. And he was working on some of the locks on either maybe the cells or something in the prison and he felt completely like gripped by something. Like he felt something actually grabbed him and just such a malevolent force just came bursting right out of the cell at him. So he's like, that place is haunted. Like, he's like, 100%. Yeah, he's like, 110%. Even if you don't hear things or see things, you just know. You, you just feel know. it, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Oof. is what I can say. Like, I, I just, I felt it. I definitely felt it. I was going to say, so when you were there, did you, like, what did you do? Did you just, like, walk around, like, the two of you, like, just the two of you together? And then, like, did you, like, sit? Did you sit and, like, just, like meditate at all did you listen like I just want to know what you did (laughs) yeah and that again that's why I really liked being there because it was very like there are markers to follow if you want to follow them but Mm -hmm. you can very much kind of go and come and go as you please go around like again there's nobody that's like oh go here go there don't go here I like that we very much stayed together in the beginning and then we'd separate and then it would just be um 
Kelsey and I going off and we actually brought Kelsey's um, sister. Kelsey is my fiance. I don't know if I've expressed that to at least your viewers. I know you guys know your viewers, your listeners. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, Kelsey and I would go off a couple times, but a couple times I was by myself. Like I was like, all right. And it was just, it was very cool. Like, um, yeah, there was a lot of spaces to kind of sit in the, uh, the cell block areas have like little benches. What's really, really, really cool is there is a specific cell block. Maybe it's more than one, but you can go in there and they have art exhibits. I don't know if you guys had come across these in your research or anything, but each cell has a sort of like clear message through art like for example there is um portraits of continuity by mm, I can't remember the person's name I have it written down but it is portraits um drawn by an artist of the people that were murdered by victims that came and stayed at the eastern state pen very spooky they're like hanging through the ceiling and you can kind of sit in there and just stare at these faces and they're just Ooh, looking at you that is very they're creepy. looking at you and they're like Oof. look at me notice me i'm watching you yeah and then you can go into another exhibit which i'm actually gonna pull my little pull handy dandy super duper notebook out for this because it is called okay here it is so there was one one cell um called hashtag black girlhood i'm not sure if that was exactly the name of it but that was like a big uh thing when you walked in it and it's just a classroom it looks like a classroom so you sit down in the seats and they're like those uncomfortable old seats from the 90s that were at the desk that you used to like pull up in like fourth grade like it very much <laughs> feels like a classroom but there's no desk and then the projector turns on on the cell wall and you are introduced to three young black girls. And sometimes it's through almost POV, but then sometimes you're watching their reactions and you're watching the, these three young women, uh, black, young black girls try and navigate policing and authority in classrooms weird and how the classroom for young black girls boys how the policing and authority practices in the classroom can really truly like not only uphold like all the systemic racist white supremacist bullshit but how it impacts them as they grow older and how it is so damaging and it's messed Ugh. up and you watch you watch the teacher respond to other white children in the class but you're sitting in the class so you feel it makes you uncomfortable yeah it makes you uncomfortable and wow. you're like oh shit like it's checking yourself was this when you went last year yeah it's still there this was they already had this up before yes. okay yeah. That's good. That's um, great. I mean, I, like I think that they're closed right now because of... Yeah. But yeah, so they better keep it up, like, because it's, like... Yeah. It makes you feel uncomfortable, and it makes you, again, you're like, wow, so even stemming down to the education system all the way up to the prison system... Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. how it's all 
everything is interconnected. They kind of like funnel you through. Yes. They really cool. do. Preparing you to go to prison. Right. That sucks. That sucks a lot. Right. And it makes, yep. again, like it's, I, I feel like every freaking white person should sit their ass down in that room and watch that because you're like, oh, like, okay, it really makes you kind of check yourself. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll tell you right now, I didn't see, like, any, like, we didn't have, like, freaking cops, security guards, any of that when I was in school. Like, uh-huh. the whole idea of that is just crazy to me. Like, the fact that you would right. need that for some reason is just, like, why? And also even, you know, the teachers as those points of authority and how, I, I believe, um... You guys know Jane Elliott. Everybody, Mm -hmm. I feel like, knows Jane Elliott and how, um, oh, my God, what was it like? Many years ago, she did the classroom experiment Mm -hmm. um, with the black students and the white students, but based on the eye color, I believe, or I might be, like, not describing that correctly, but that's kind of what this feels like, but through a black artist, black narrative, and you are, again, you're watching... You're like, oh, like it puts you in the POV, but then it also puts you in a place where you see like, wow, this teacher is an asshole. But how many times did my teacher probably treat other students like this of color in my class? Mm -hmm. How many times have I seen this before and I just didn't notice? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because again, it's a, you know, it's a group of, you know, young children, but these young black girls are like fuck like they see it but nobody else doesn't and it's very yeah it puts you in a very uncomfortable position really gives you that space to kind of check yourself Mm -hmm. and be like okay and how that connects to the prison system and how I mean we have so many young black men black women in prison for what having a dime bag yeah yeah Yeah. that's a huge Mm -hmm. problem that's a huge problem yeah we live in a we live in a state i mean sam and i sam and i was gonna say am i getting off topic no 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 no, you are not (laughs) off topic at all we talk about this a lot well because because at okay first of all as white people like Okay, we can go down the street or we can go wherever and go to a dispensary and buy however much weed we want. We're legally allowed to have a certain amount on us at any point. We're allowed to have plants. And in our state where we're allowed to do all these things, there are still people who are in prison for maybe even as soon as last year just having, like, a little baggie in their glove box. Right. And they're still in prison. Yeah, and then it's something like one in five people in prison haven't even been convicted of a crime yet, and a lot of those are possession charges. They're just sitting there. It's, yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah, no, that's not off-topic at all. And we know that it disproportionately affects black people and and Hispanic people. So, yeah. It does, because, because I can tell you right now, I've gotten pulled over, and, you know, I've had weed in my car, and... There's no way he didn't... There's no way that the guy that pulled me over didn't know. Right. And he checked my license. He said, slow down a little bit, and he let me go. And And you know very well that your experience would have been different. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My experience would have been completely freaking different. There's no way he would have told me, oh, just, you know, slow down a little bit. I've had... I've been pulled over myself, and I had weed taken from me, and I've been able to drive off. That doesn't happen a lot. Right. For people that are not white. Exactly. So this is a big, like, check yourself and 
before you wreck yourself kind of situation. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of what that exhibit did too. Like I was like, I, I walked out of the cell and I was like, Hey, you guys got to come see this. I was telling everybody like, get in here, get in yeah. this room. This Watch is awesome. this right now. Yeah. Uh, there was, Oh, the, um, images of continuity. I got the names mixed up. I'm like looking at my notes right now. So the images of the 50 plus portraits were called other absences from Cindy Stockton Moore. So she had drawn the um, murder victims of people that went to Eastern State. The images of continuity, faces of continuity, is by Patrick Cabri. And Patrick was in prison. He's probably around our age, maybe a little bit older, but he went to prison for a little while. And when he was there, he would draw portraits of inmates for favors. Wow, I like that. So they have, yeah. So like he would get like, he would get food or he would get like extra this or, you know, he would use them as trade and he would draw inmates' daughters and inmates' children and wives. And um, so it's all those portraits that he did in a cell. And, you know, he's out of prison now. Um, But again, it just really speaks volumes, I think, about, like, the people that we're incarcerating, too. Like, I think there's, like, this big stigma, at least when I was growing up, you know, like, prison's bad. People are bad. Bad, bad, bad. People go there. Mm -hmm. And we know that that's not necessarily true anymore. And even if you commit a crime, it doesn't make you a bad person, one. And two, you are still a human being with thoughts and feelings and you miss your wife and your kids and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a question about the prisoners. Um, Was this a, for lack of a better term, co-ed prison? Or were there only male inmates here? So another thing that I had seen was that, again, I think I touched base on this a couple of minutes ago about how there was, like, in the medical unit, like, tuberculosis, mentally ill patients, but there was also an LGBTQ trans Mm -hmm. section of this prison, even back in, you know, people think it that wasn't a thing in the 1800s, but we this were is everywhere. Over years ago. We yeah. were everywhere. Like, I think people think that queer people just, like, grew out of the garden 50 years ago. <laughs> which sounds delightful. It does. But we've, we've been around for a while. Uh. So, uh, yeah, so there was a lot of different, again, predominantly mostly men. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of different inmates of a lot of different identities, but there was no... It was man or woman, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, it's, again, we were touching base on this before we came on here about how still to this day, it's like, oh, you are non-binary. You're probably going to go into solitary because we don't know where to put you. Um, But, you know, Gritz had mentioned that they knew of a prison that was very good about that, like had an Mm -hmm. LGBTQ, which I didn't know. Yeah, there are, there are some prisons who do have separate wards for LGBTQ, which is good, and from what I've heard, it's managed well. But right. I also realize that this is in a, do I say, like, progressive area? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's kind of in a progressive area, and I feel like a lot of a lot of prisons are not. Right, right. So that's very much what Eastern State did, because there was, um, forgive my ignorance, I should have checked it, but there was a cell that we went into that discussed trans prisoners. Mm-hmm. And 
how very much mistreated they were. Black trans prisoners, and again, how very much it was like, off to the tuberculosis ward with you, with the mental health patients, and by, yeah. Here we go back to the freaking um, Waverly, because we were talking about how they they put they put all of the sick children with all of the healthy children like mm-hmm. they didn't know how to discern like uh-huh. tuberculosis from mental illness or from pretty much any other condition they were just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this is a weird condition we don't understand put it with all the other ones that we don't understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now is waverly again not to go off topic too much but was waverly um new york city new york no, no, uh, New Jersey, Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, there. I don't know why, but I'm thinking about. Um, there was a there was an expose in the 1970s of a mental health facility in, I believe, New Jersey or New York that was this way Mm -hmm. like they were very much exposed for um you know you had a lot of sick young people then you had mental health and it was very convoluted and people didn't know what they were doing and this sparked the um I don't know if you guys know about um Cropsy killer, Cropsy. Oh, I do. Yes, this is where I'm going with that. This is where that stemmed. People, you know, this um, this folk tale of Cropsy being this like underground killer of children that had mental disabilities, Mm -hmm. and it became Mm -hmm. this legend. But then it came to fruition in a real person, quote unquote, supposedly. At one yeah, point. Yeah. Great topic. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I got notes on that too. <laughs> we we don't we're not super into the true crime stuff. <laughs> I listen to it. I like listening yeah. to it, but I don't necessarily like researching it or right. Yeah, true crime just makes me real upset. That's oh, it is I like upsetting. focusing on ghosts. There's oh, yeah. a lot of true crime currently happening. I don't need to know about what's happening in the past. True it's crime is true. like way scarier than like any of the creepy ghost stories and shit that like we tell like it's so much worse because it's humans oh yeah anyway anyway but yeah that was a common theme among you know back then nobody could they were like oh you're we don't understand who you are so you're gonna go here with the sick people and we don't understand why you're acting this way so here you're gonna go with tuberculosis and again it was just very much chaos Mm -hmm. and madness and no no order very much at all. And I love that that's what Eastern State does is, again, they don't have you visit and be like, what a cool place. Isn't it so spooky? The spooky stuff isn't really at the forefront. Mm -hmm. It's very much about reform. That's awesome. And I like that. There is another place where you go through and you navigate a couple of these different little markers where they ask you, like, questions about prison reform and about your thoughts about prisoners and you get to write stuff down and there's one part where you write down the illegal shit you've done (laughs) and they put it they put it up on the wall yeah Mm -hmm. oh I love that yeah right holy shit reading some of those and it's illegal shit that you've never been incarcerated for like yeah shit that you've gotten away with yeah. Yeah. And they have you write that down and face yourself with it, but also you put it up on the wall. Well, you put it in a box and they put it up on a wall later, not to embarrass people. But like, I was looking at a couple of things on the wall and I'm like looking around. I'm like, 
who the fuck in here killed somebody right now? Wow. People admit that people, you feel so faced and you feel so guilty and you feel so, you're like, I have a lot of shit I have to check and I have a lot of things I need to learn about prison reform. And about systemic racism and about all this stuff. Because I got away with this, but a lot of people yes. fucking didn't. And they were... Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, I... And again, maybe I wasn't in the room with that person, but I looked around for a minute and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Because there were some people that flat out were like, yep, I killed somebody. I Nobody nobody knows. Oh, nobody my knows. God, man. And uh, a lot of forgery, a lot of forgery. So many people uh, have forged checks and fraud and stolen money lots of stolen money um and narcotics but yeah there was a couple there was a couple like yeah i've I've killed somebody and yeah oh my god man yeah so it's yeah like i I, makes you really check your shit (laughs) really check your shit and then there is another marker like little spot where you can write to yourself and you can send it to your email and you can write about what you're thinking and what your experiences are and how you feel faced with the statistics that you are about, um, you know, not just the Eastern State Penitentiary's past, but about the present. Like, Eastern State closed in 1971 or 70, and there's still issues. Like, there's still, like, this isn't the past. This is still This happening. is the present. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we just think, like, oh, People, they get arrested, they're bad people, they go to prison, and guess what? We don't know, nor do we care what happens with them there. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another I mean, great... I'm uh, so sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, just want, I, I just wanted to say another... I mean, the whole... <sighs> I know. Prisoners, like, are essentially slaves at this point. Yes. They are. Yes, yes. thank you. Yes, 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 yes. And that's still... It, it's 2020, and prisoners right. are still getting paid, like, what, 73 cents an hour? Mm-hmm. LOL. Yeah, it's like slightly less than um, server wages. Yeah, thirty four cents a day or some shit like that. And these yeah. and these are like big companies, like friggin' you know companies that make paper towels, companies that make masks. Um, Victoria's Secret is a yeah. huge company that uses prison slave labor to make all of their products. Yeah, fun fact. Don't all even bother. Lingerie. Don't even bother well, buying from them. Is that what Orange is the New Black was kind of touching on? Do yes. you remember that when yes. they were making underwear? Okay, oh, so I never in watched season it. three, I think, season yeah. two or three, they were making underwear. They were making underwear and everyone was applying to try to go and sew for this company because mm-hmm. they were getting paid a dollar a day. Versus the 70-ish cents that they were getting paid for their other jobs in the prison. And it was. It was sitting there cutting out underwear and sewing them together day after day after day after day for a dollar an hour. But then they also steal some, and that's awesome. And then they make their own, like, panty-smelling business, which I adore. Wow. (laughs) I'm like, yes. (laughs) It was a good plot. I like that. I like that a lot. I do like that. And they made bank doing that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that is a real thing that actually happens to this day. Yeah, and also uh, the sheer privilege of I, I'm gonna bring up Al Capone's cell right now. Oh man, that was so lavish and looked like a goddamn Hilton. 
And you remember when uh, uh, it was like very sensationalized in the media about Martha, Martha Stewart going to jail and um, very much how her cell looked. And again, Orange is the New Black touches on this when they bring a celebrity into their prison and how just the sheer privilege and the standards are so again it's white it's white privilege like yeah and Al Capone was like you know this big Chicago gangster and they wanted to treat him you know they're like oh because he knew people and they knew him and they didn't want to go down quite with it you know what I mean like so they're like, here you go, Al. Like we're gonna we're gonna set you up really nice. Yeah, he had like a freaking like an actual like bed in there, like a queen yeah, size yeah, bed. We're looking, it's like, stunning. He, he had a palm plant. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a, a nice picture that plant. we're looking at, and it's got like <laughs> All right, he's got like some stained glass windows, or is that like a cabinet? It's a cabinet. He's got so some he chairs. Could he he's could. got pictures. He's right. got extra lamps and lighting in there. And I did hear a couple people say, like, during the visit, like, oh, this wasn't quite how it looked, but a lot of people were like, it's pretty friggin' close. He got way more than anybody there. And he had a great spot. Looks like a hotel room. Yeah, he was very much segregated, too. He had a... Is that, like, a jukebox? Maybe. Probably. That that looks like it's, like, a jukebox or something, which, honestly, fuck him, because I know some people who are incarcerated who can't even listen to music. Right, which is beyond asinine. Oh, yeah, so here's another... Yeah, here's another picture of it, but... This one had two beds, but I don't think he needed two beds. Maybe, I, I don't know. But, yeah, so... Looking at his cell, definitely, and learning about him and, like, that whole thing, really, I was like, oh, my God, this this is making me think about all these celebrities and famous white people that end up in these situations. and If they um, do even end up in prison, which most of the time right. they don't. Yeah, that's true as well. Right. They go to prison for, like, three days, and then they're just like, oh, you're fine. Right. I know your uncle's uncle. Or some of them are in there for... <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour and you know like yeah Yeah, this is meanwhile meanwhile the guy who had a dime bag on him gets put in jail for years and there it is yeah full circle right there (laughs) like that's but that's what eastern state seeks to do again you're not like here I am going to a spooky place to take spooky photos, which don't get me wrong, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And I took some pictures and I had a great time. But I left being like, whoa, like really, really, really gets you thinking. And I, um, there was another art exhibit that I loved and it is called Pictures for, oh my God, inmates or what is it? Mm, oh, photo requests from solitary. And... This is from uh, Jean Casella, Janine Olson, and Lori Jo Reynolds, and they run this photo request from solitary.org, and it's awesome. You can send an inmate in solitary a photo. Like, you can make the photo for them. And one of them was... Yeah, see, we're looking at some right now. Ancient Egyptian artifacts. Whoa! Isn't that beautiful? So these oh, are the current... Oh, I love these this! These are the current photos that they're looking for people to recreate. They ask that people do these. Three females in 80s attire in the hood. Amazing! 
amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, this is really isn't cool. Isn't this awesome? Fenway Park in Boston, that's an easy one. Exactly. So they ask that this is how you can help. You can donate or you can send an inmate a fucking photo of an apple tree with a squirrel and a rainbow and a blue sky. <laughs> like, I don't have an apple tree, but I'll send them a beautiful picture of a tree with a squirrel and a blue sky. Right. And you can yeah, edit it, yeah, too. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. can edit but, oh, like, you don't necessarily yeah. have to go out and completely recreate. You can make a nice, beautiful, edited. That's why this is great for artists or graphic designers. Holy like, shit. Yeah. There's so many, too. There's so a dove. Someone just wanted a dove. Anything <laughs> but the devil. <laughs> Anything but the devil. Well, I know you're going to tell me not to, but I'm going to do the opposite. I'm just going to send me. you a picture of just the devil. <laughs> yeah. Lion, tiger, or anything zoo-ish. I like this one. Police being arrested by regular citizens. That's pretty Ooh. good. Whoa. Nice looking young lady with fat ass and pretty eyes. Ooh, <laughs> yes. And then some of them just say a picture of my mom. So the I believe the people that run this organization, they know who these reach are, out to yeah. their family and they get oh, a nice. beautiful photo done. And oh, this one's sad. Old friend of mine looking pretty. Oh, I know. So this is something any of us can do. Yeah. Any of us can do and help. And I was really touched by this. So I did some of my research through that, which then led me to... I started to look into being a pen pal for prisoners. Yeah. I have yet to find... The two websites that I went on felt more like dating... And I didn't want to get anybody's hopes up. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to upset anybody. I just want to talk. But a couple people that I knew, um, or that I know, not that I knew, that I know, they were saying, oh, yeah, go through here. This site's great. But most of the people, it very much felt like they were looking for, like, a companion. Good emotional connection. Maybe I just. I wouldn't, I would feel bad if they got out and like wanted to meet or something. I'd feel really bad because again, I'd meet them, but like I don't necessarily want to. But you're engaged and you're in a. I wouldn't want to break anybody's heart. Yeah. So I want to write to people. Mm -hmm. So I still have to find a good source for that. Again, I'm sure they're out there. I just have to keep committing and looking and digging. Yeah. But, but yeah, there was one, one that I found that, um, you can like type in like specifically like an age group specifically like, um, I, I set it to like trans and there are many, many trans individuals in solitary or just that are looking not even in solitary, just in jail for a long time. They're just looking for someone to talk to. And again, I just have to make sure, like, I don't want to, like, hurt. I don't want to break anybody's heart if they're looking for romance. But yeah. I would love to talk to people. So that's something that I... So if if anybody knows, <laughs> let me know. Email us. Email us. <laughs> Email them. <laughs> um, I even, back to talking about the photo request from Solitary, I even wrote about, this is horrible writing, Sam. Sam is leaning over my shoulder. I can't read it. It's fine. Yeah, it's um, it's it's very much serial killer handwriting. Um, so there was an exhibit. This one I didn't get to see, for whatever reason. I don't know if it wasn't up yet or I just couldn't go in there. But I looked up some photos of it and I read about the artist before I came here, and it is about addressing gay inmates, trans inmates, in the prison system and how still 
again, they're being segregated. Like, okay, like, trans women are being put in Men's male prisons. Prison systems still. Yeah, yeah. Still. And then when the, there's the first sign of trouble, it's like, okay, well, you're a problem, so we're going to put you in solitary. And that's not fucking fair. That's not fair? No. At all. No, that's ridiculous. So when you walk into this room, you see... On the projector of the um, the wall of the cell, you see this image of a trans person in an orange jumpsuit, and then a few seconds later, you see what they look like outside of prison, and they are just fucking fabulous. Like they're just in their they're in their best dresses, living their, their best, best life, like daddy suit bow tie, and they just look fantastic. And it's just about like visibly seeing trans people it's like look at it yeah and like that's another thing about prison is like the intense need to dehumanize every single person who is in there yeah and not letting people express themselves is like of course one of those things that keeps prisoners under control some of them you know don't have like a pen and paper they can like write with like right you don't have access to really any kind of creativity and then we sit here and think that we are, like, reforming these people by putting them in prison. Like, no, we're sucking the life out of them is right. what we're doing. Right. And on my... So just plugging my little ASMR channel as well. If anybody's listening to ASMR, I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus. But the ASMR witch on YouTube, I just whisper about true crime, spooky things. If you like ASMR, if you like true crime, spooky stuff, you'll probably really like it. Some people don't always like it. Some people think it's, like, very strange, but... It can get intense. Yeah, it can get we're intense. we're not yeah. super we're not super super into the ASMR thing, right? But we right. Re- we realize that a lot of people are like and a lot of I people are. Totally understand that some people can get really deeply triggered in the negative way for it. But for some reason, for me, I grew up and I didn't know what to call it, but I knew that I would respond to like certain sounds and I love certain sounds and I loved when like someone's like telling me a story and this way do the voices like you know like yeah 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 yeah, 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 and now I realize what that is so I loved absorbing ASMR and then when I found ASMR true crime I was like I want to do perfect (laughs) I was like this is great for me so that's awesome I I actually have a lot I think I'm at like almost 900 people which is pretty cool Hell yeah, that, dude. I mean, it's not a lot, but it's more than I thought. I was like, people I mean, hate me, but no, every, I'm, I'm a you're close to a thousand. Like, that's crazy. I'm trying. I'm trying. That's insane. Um, yeah, I was doing a, it's a, it's gets really spooky though. Cause you're whispering and you're talking about like, I did a, like an hour episode on Richard Ramirez. And at one point you see me going like <laughs> I'm like like you're like scaring yourself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my video will end when I was recording specifically when I was recording Richard Ramirez I was having so much technical issues and at one point I was like okay Richard I hear you we'll talk about this another time and yeah. I just stopped recording so I, I am busy yeah like yeah I don't know what it was but I couldn't I couldn't record I tried for two days and then finally I was able to but both those times I was doing it at night very strange 
Anyways, I recorded during the day and things were better. But I mentioned that when I did the hour episode. I was like, just so you guys know, something really spooky's happening here. And I'm having a hard time talking to you guys about this, so we're going to go fast. <laughs> but to go on, I was doing an um, episode about uh, Catherine Knight, who is from Australia, and she uh, she was a butcher, and she cut up. I believe it was her husband or her boyfriend. She cut him up and she tried to serve him to his children. Yes, I do remember that person. Catherine Knight, yes. Uh, So (sighs) she did a very, like, heinous, heinous thing. And I was reading about an interview. Uh, Somebody went to the prison in Australia and interviewed her. And there were pictures up of the prison. And I was like, wait a minute. And I really, again, had a moment of checking myself. I was like, what's up with America? What the fuck's up? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Because this prison, like, again, had a service kitchen. Again, Catherine can't touch knives, but, you know, it had a kitchen. (sighs) And it had, like, the staff looked... There was no, like, big brooding, like, gun-holding guard. Like, it looked very just normal getting these people through but not treating them like trash and putting them in a room for the and and I get it like Catherine terrible heinous thing but I was like interesting like my reaction was like oh how dare she have access to a kitchen and how and I was like why am I reacting like that why am I yeah right yeah back to just thinking that bad people do bad things and they deserve bad things to happen to them and And we forget that they are actually still people and in that article it wasn't like the reporter was like oh and she gets to do all these things it's very much just about reform and about treating people decently and getting through and it's and it's so because me as you know an American like I was like what the fuck like she gets a kitchen, she gets a living room, like her bedroom was great, and she's nobody special or of consequence, and yeah. she's not a famous person, so I was like, why can't we do that here? Like, why is that not a thing? Why am I reacting this way? So on both ends, I was like, I gotta check myself, but also, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of space and room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, Sam and I talk about this all the time, like, why are we sending these people to sit in a jail cell with nothing to do Instead of putting them through therapy, giving them people to talk to, making them process what they did and process how it affected other people and making them learn from it. Yes. Instead of just being like, you did this, so you're going to go sit in your room for five years. Like. Exactly. Exactly. Like, teach teach them a lesson, like, make them process what they did, and then, like... That's the other thing is that a lot of people that do these crimes are not mentally like they're mentally ill. And and it it's not like you it's not like they can't work through that. I mean, right. I, I under I understand like some people are worse off than others. And there are like a lot of people who have not been able to get through that. But is that their fault or is that our system's fault? Like, where do we right. draw the line between like this person's psychotic and there's no other excuses? Yeah, 100. And we could be helping this person. Is it just that we're not helping them? Is that the reason why they can't be fixed? Fixed? Quote, quote, fixed. quote, unquote. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel, I feel like we talk. I'm sorry if I'm like, no, <laughs> I think it's just a lot place. of We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. 
If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Okay, so thank you, Kaylee, for coming to talk to us today about Eastern State Penitentiary. Thank um, you. You can find Kaylee on YouTube at The ASMR Witch. I know, I feel like I want right. to say dot .com right. <laughs> at yes. the ASMR Witch yes, um, on YouTube. And I guess you can follow me on Instagram if you want. I'm, I'm public, so I don't care. So I recently changed my name, so I believe, I believe, it is witch underscore tits underscore. Yeah. <laughs> tits, yeah, yeah, yeah. tits with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. nice, nice. We'll all tag right. all your information in our Instagram Yay. post as well. So um, thank you so much for coming to talk to us. It was a pleasure. I'll come back. I want to come back. Yeah, yeah definitely. Anytime. We'll get you on and I love oh, this. Talk yeah. about whatever you want, man. We want to do this are. more so we don't have to just listen to our voices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would I would love it, seriously. Sick. I'm right down Sick. the road. Yeah. Sick. Perfect. Thank you. So uh, that was our little interview with Kaylee. We hope you guys liked it. Um, again, like I said, don't forget to follow her on social media. Um, she does a lot of really cool stuff, and she's a really cool person. So, um, and thank you, Kaylee, for coming on and talking to us. Yes, thank you, Kaylee, so much for coming and talking to us. Um, definitely check out her social media. She has a YouTube channel, The ASMR Witch. She's also on Instagram at witch underscore tits with a Z. <laughs> And, ah, uh, yeah, she's so cool. So definitely, like, follow her if you like additional spooky content. Mm-hmm. I guess that's it. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media, too. We're on Twitter at weird underscore pod. We are on Instagram at YBOW podcast. Uh, like we said, we have a Patreon, if that interests you. We are also on Facebook, and you can rate us wherever you are listening. Um, Apple Podcasts is a great, great place to go if you want to give us a rating. Did I forget anything? <laughs> no, that's it. Um, there's no medication this week because our interview with Kaylee was pretty long. So we're just going to be typing something up and uh, be posting that in a few days. So Yeah. Or when this comes out. I'll find something cool for you guys to read up on and uh, yeah. do some research on yourselves yes <laughs> you have homework you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> wow perfect okay yeah so thank you for tuning in today thank you to our patreons 
uh, Patreons, patrons. Thank you to everyone who's liked us and followed us on social media. And we hope you tune in next week. Yeah. Yeah. This has been your brain on weird. Bye. Bye. Bye.